Saturday morning on a long weekend. It is time for the Cummins Real Estate Group show with local realtor rock star Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Curtis. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a long weekend and it's like it's the turkey weekend. Gobble, gobble. It's all about the turkey. You know, I have for my sister the best pumpkin soup recipe ever. It is so delicious. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, you have. I, I should send it to you so you and Kelly can try it. Yeah, yeah I should give that a go. I mean, it, I mean, it, you're luck. You, you're so lucky being that you're married to a Canadian, yet you're an American because that gives you two Thanksgivings every year. I love it. More turkey and stuffing and potatoes, right? Armenian rice pilaf and this pumpkin soup. Wow, I tell you. I see we do turkey soup. I haven't ever made pumpkin soup. Ooh, I don't know if I've tried turkey soup. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a you know, it's it's a long process because you have to then like, you know, you know, make your stock from what's left of your turkey if there's anything left of your turkey and Oh, is that like after Thanksgiving yes. meal like the week following? Yes. Ah. I think I'm lazy because all I do is like turkey sandwiches. <laughs> well, those are a big hit in our house too. I mean, we, I buy an, an extra large turkey, like more than we need, just so that my wife and my kids can get an extra two or three days of eating nothing but turkey. Oh, I love the frozen butter balls with the stuffing, like pre-stuffed frozen, and you cook it from frozen. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the most delicious! Really, you don't have to do much with it. Lots of spices in the middle, in this, in the middle of cooking or whatever. But oh. Uh, so yummy. So Richard's going to have a busy weekend making you a Thanksgiving dinner is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and lots of raisins and the rice pilaf. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, uh, now, what's the difference when you said Armenian rice pilaf? What's the difference? Pretty much the raisins. <laughs> so you just like, throw something sweet in there to throw everybody off. Yeah, exactly. Richard can't stand cooked raisins, though. He's like the, the texture and oh. He can't stand it. The first time before we were even, you know, uh, he was at my family's for our American Thanksgiving because this was in Montana. And uh, he's like, there's raisins in this. And he he took every single raisin out. And I'm like, how dare you? That's the traditional Armenian rice pilaf. What are you doing? Almost ended the relationship right there. Before it even began. <laughs> <laughs> but you were able to stick it out despite his lack of decor with cooked raisins. Yes. His personality won through the, the raisins. <laughs> well, this okay. Thanksgiving weekend, I know a lot of people are going to be, uh, you know, digging right into it and spending some time with family and, uh, and, and having those wonderful meals. But uh, I'm sure there's other things going on this month we should probably chat about, too. Well, do you actually celebrate and have your dinner tonight or Sunday night or actual Monday, the, the actual holiday? It varies. This year we're actually going to have to do it tonight because uh, Cody's got a hockey game at dinner time tomorrow and he's got a game in Burnaby at like 8 o'clock oh. on Monday. So we're having to do it tonight. You're forced to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's something also called hockey pucks, which is a dessert. Okay, I have to make those for you someday and uh, give them to you. I call them hockey pucks, but it's a it's a secret recipe. Oh, okay. I like that. 
Yeah. Uh, so this October month is the perfect month for all the fall events and, you know, the pumpkin patches and the, and the corn mazes and the craft fairs. And there's the Vancouver Fall Home Show. This is October 14th to the 17th, and it's actually the 39th year. So there's going to be so much there. So if anybody can make it out, it's, it's always fun. I love, I love the big, big shows that they have, but Vancouver Fall Home Show. And uh, our first segment, we're going to talk about real estate news, of course. So uh, Canada and the United States, did you know, has the highest inflation in the G7? Did you, did you know that, Curtis? Well, I've been looking at the price of gas lately and thinking, I th- can, yeah, I think I can understand that. Yes, it's true. Oh, my goodness. And I actually pulled into the Chevron in Mission a few days ago. And I literally, I, as I was leaving the, across the street, the, the red light, it was, it, was one, it was something really good. I pulled in, and it had already changed by the time I was across the street, and I pulled in, and it went up so much, so drastically. I was like, what? Yeah, and it's not oh. like you drive a little hybrid, uh, you know, that gets like, you know, all kinds of great gas mileage or anything. I know. I'm constantly putting gas in my truck and my Daytona when I'm driving that. At least they've got the the um, differential where it changes it. If, you're, if you drive, you know, slower and even, um, you know, it has that, so it changes. It's not always... But it literally is, though. It's a big, heavy car, and, you know, it is what it is. But I love my truck, and I wouldn't trade it in for the world. Um, and, and you know, that's just uh, the cost of gas. Well, you do realize they are making those electric trucks that are coming out soon. I know. I'm so excited. Actually, yeah, I've been keeping an eye on it. Their concepts were a little funny there for a while, and I don't know what the end result looks like, but we'll see. Well, I've, I've seen the Ford and the Chevy one. I, I haven't seen what Dodge has come up with yet. Mm, neither have I. I have and, to wait for that. And I know you drive a Dodge, so I don't know. I can't really tell you what to expect. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm not stuck to only Dodge. However, you know, I do tend to own a lot of Dodges, actually, Mopars, and yeah, you're right, my Firebird. No, I've got no, I've got a couple other ones too. <laughs> I'm not stuck in your team, but if I, I like Subarus too. Like to go up to the mountain and hit the slopes. Uh, like Subarus are like literally so good in cold, icy, and snow weather. Just love them. Okay, well, very cool. Let's talk real estate. Let's talk real estate. Now we've talked about cars and turkeys and everything else. Canada and the United States. So they're seeing, uh, we're all seeing elevation and inflation, um, especially for the G7 countries. The U.S. has seen actually the highest 5.1% annual growth for its CPI in August, the highest of any, any of the advanced economies. Canada followed the U.S., with 4.1% growth over the same period, the second highest. Despite the news bias towards elevated inflation, this isn't a global story. Some advanced economies in the group are even fighting off deflation. And there was an interesting article about inflation. What is it? Does it stay? Is it real? You know, all that good stuff. But it's interesting to know what's been happening. Uh, And an an article came out uh, from Better Dwelling. I'm actually going to pretty much quote right here because it's such an interesting. Literally, it just came out yesterday. Uh, Canadian real estate prices increased so fast that they eliminated the benefit of our low interest rates. 
So Canadians were given a boost to affordability when rates were cut at the start of the pandemic. The Bank of Canada's housing affordability index fell to the most affordable level in over a decade. By cutting interest costs, households can finance debt more cheaply, improving affordability. It also happens to increase demand, though, pushing home prices higher. It's left for too long... The benefits of low interest rates are outweighed by higher prices. Canadian real estate is now way past that point. Housing Affordability Index. So the Housing Affordability Index in the Bank of Canada's official affordability measure. It looks at the share of disposal income required to service the cost of housing. As the index rises, people need to spend more of their income to service the mortgage. This means affordability is on the decline. When the index falls, it means people are spending less on their housing costs. This means affordability is improving. Really complicated stuff, you know? So Canadian housing affordability is the worst it's been in over a decade. Households need to spend the largest share of income to carry a mortgage in well over a decade. So the the share reached 36.3% of income in Q2 of 2021. That's up from 34.7% in the previous quarter. In other words, over a third of income is now needed to service a typical mortgage across the country, not just in Toronto or Vancouver, but the national level. When the pandemic first started, rates were slashed, greatly improving affordability. The index fell to 30%, over six points lower than it stands today. Things are deteriorating so fast, the index jumped by nearly two points in just the most recent quarter. Canada went from having the most affordable real estate in over a decade to the least in the span of literally 12 months. So how high? How high is, like, is it enough to the sky? So the index has now reached the highest level in over a decade, clearing all but a few quarters in the past two. Only three quarters over this period have been higher. So from the Q3 of 2007 to Q1 of 2008, back then the overnight rate was 17 times higher, meaning a lot more interest was being paid. Low rates make debt more affordable, but increase the demand. And that's the issue we're having right now. The biggest benefit of low interest rates is a lower cost to carry the debt. In a perfect world, you pay the same purchase price for a house, but less in interest. When you do it in a bubble, people think of the money saved as extra money to bid up prices. It's a lot easier to push prices higher than the bank tells people they can afford to spend more. It's also a lot easier for mom and dad to borrow their home equity and provide help with the down payment. So, I mean, after all, it's cheap, right? It's almost free money. So why wouldn't you borrow? But the benefit of cheap debt has been lost to increased demand. Unfortunately, cutting interest rates also means stimulating demand. There are often used during periods of low consumption to pull consumers forward. Canadian real estate sales were strong before the pandemic with solid price growth. When the pandemic started, slashing rates provided a huge boost to affordability. It also created so much excess demand, rising prices consumed any benefit. Slashing rates further might seem like a solution, but would ultimately make things worse, especially in an environment where inflation is already spiraling out of control. So that is the news report as of yesterday came out. And I thought it was very well put together and said. So uh, please, everyone, come back after the break to hear about our Fraser Valley real estate stats that just came out. Absolutely. And if people want more information about what you do as a realtor to find even more stats, where can they go? MichelleCummins.ca. And we're back with more right after this.
are back with segment number two of the Cummins Real Estate Group show with Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. And I know we're both heavily caffeinated, but uh, you even more so. And you're also excited because it's time for the stats. Yeah. And, you know, I always talk about uh, benchmark prices. And I thought, well, maybe I should explain the difference because, you know, our real estate stats, and if anybody's gone on my website to look at them, because I always have them updated on my homepage, scroll to the bottom, you'll always see the full month stats, not just what I talk about on the show here, but the full details. And I oh, there's the median price, there's the benchmark price, or the average price. And it's like, what is what? And why do I choose the benchmark price? Most people talk about averages. But let me explain for those who may not know. So the average home price, the average of all houses, house prices, within a category. So, for example, the total of all condo sale prices divided by the number of condos sold. So that's the average. The medium home price, the way it's gathered, is the midpoint of sale prices where an equal number of properties were sold above and below of the sales price. And then the benchmark home price is calculated by estimating the value of typical homes in the community based on the most popular combination of features such as age, size, numbers of bedrooms and bathrooms, you'll find separate benchmark prices for detached, attached, and condo homes. So this is why I like using benchmark prices because it's almost like it's a bit closer to a true valuation. So that's sort of how. So that's that's where I pick them, and that's where there's a difference in prices. So let's get right into uh, the news release from the Fraser Valley Real Estate Board came out October 4th. And the headline is Positive Start to Fall Market. New listings increases and sales soften. Demand for Fraser Valley real estate remained robust in September, while overall sales decreased compared to August. Total sales reached the second highest levels for the month of September in the 100-year history of the board. And the board we had in September, the sales decreased 10.6% compared to August and a decrease of 16.4% compared to the same month last year. Now, Larry Anderson is our president of the board this year, and he says, while we've seen a solid increase in new listings compared to August, market conditions continue to be challenging for buyers. Considering the demand across the region, the increase is simply not enough to bolster the inventory required to create greater balance in the market. He further says demand for residential homes of all types is strong in the Fraser Valley with more sellers returning to the table in September, which is expected at this time of year. In September, the board received a decrease of listings by 33.4% compared to last year and an increase of 11.2% compared to August this, um, this year. Uh, Across Fraser Valley, in September, the average number of days it took to sell a single-family detached home was 26 days, and in a townhome was 19 days. Condos took on average 26 days to sell. So overall, the benchmark price for a single-family detached home in the whole Fraser Valley is $1,362,220. So the benchmark price uh, increased 1.9% compared to August of this year, and it increased 31.9% compared to September last year. 
townhouses overall in Fraser Valley are at 707300 and that benchmark price for townhomes increased 1.4% compared to the month before and an increase of 24.7% compared to last year. Condos are at 504500 and that benchmark price has increased 1.2% compared to August and an increase of 15.5% compared to September of last year. Then going into a municipality by municipality, Abbotsford detached benchmark home prices are at one million one hundred and seventy-two thousand two hundred. That's an increase from last year of thirty-five percent and an increase from August of one point seven percent. And then for townhouses, it's twenty-nine point one percent higher than last year at six hundred and four thousand seven hundred. And it actually increased only one point one percent from the month before. Condos are at 395800 and that's up 22% higher than last year and up 2.5% higher than the month before. And I want to make note, well, usually I don't go into um, sales and are they down or are they up, but I wanted to mention this, this show. Abbots for detached sales for detached homes are down year over year 28.8%. And month over month, down 11.6%. Sales of townhouses are down 47% compared to last year. And they're down 21.4% from the month before. And condos in Abbotsford are, are actually up uh, year over year, 4.8%, but down month over month, 2.2%. Very interesting. And admission benchmark prices for detached homes are at 968900 That's up six or 36.1% from last year and up 1.4% from the month before. And townhouses are at 611300 up 30.1% from last year and up 1.1% from the month before. And condos admission are at 432200 up 22% percent, 22.8 percent actually to be exact from last year and 0.3 percent from the month before. Uh, condos actually in mission are, for sales are down the most over all the municipalities. Sales are down 80 percent from last year and month over month down 66.7 percent. But I have to say probably out of all the municipalities we had the least amount of condos uh, that could be for sale um, uh, besides like Delta, right? So um, that's very interesting news. And for detached sales, down in mission year over year by 31.8%. Sales down month over month for detached, 3.3%. And for townhouses, it's 33.3% down in sales from last year and 25% down from the month before. And then for White Rock, so benchmark prices for detached homes are at $1,736,800. That's up 22.7% from last year and up 1.3% from the month before. There's been no change in sales of detached. They're pretty much the same in White Rock, uh, but they're only uh, down or up, sorry, 0.8% from the month before. Not much change there. Townhouses, sales are actually down year over year, 16.7% and down 9.7% month over month. The prices for townhouses in White Rock are at 841900 up 24.6% from last year and up 2.3% from the month before. And condos are at 578000 up 18.6% from last year and up just 0.5% from the month before. Uh, month Sales month to month are down 5.1% and condo sales for the last year are down 6.9%. So Langley detached homes are at 1422500 That's up 31.9% from last year and up 2.9% from the month before. 
and townhouses are at 729,000. That's up 26.4% from last year and up just 0.8% from the month before. And 476,000 is where condos are at in Langley. That's up 17.8% from last year and up 0.5% from the month before. And Delta benchmark prices, 1,228,900. That's pretty good. Up 29.8% from last year and up 1.7% from last year. Sales for detached prices are down 44.8% from last year and down even more month to month, 46.7%. And that's the lowest as far as sales coming down is Delta uh, year over year and month over month. So their townhouse prices are at 689000 That's up 22% from last year and up 1.3% from the month before. And then condos are at 405700 up 3% only from last year and up 1% from the month before. And uh, Surrey, oh, we don't want to forget about Surrey. 1474500 is the benchmark price for all Surrey. And that's up 30.7% from last year and up 1.6% month over month. And townhouses are at 727000 That's up 23% from last year and up 1.7% from last month. And town uh, condos are at 455000 That's 13.2% higher than last year and 0.8% from the month before. And you know what? I might as well just go and go right into my listings because I got some great deals happening here. And I've got this 10-acre property in Mission, Duny Deroche area. This property is only five properties away from the Cascade Falls, the, some of the best falls. It's so beautiful. You can just walk. It's so peaceful out there. And it's on for only $1,575,000. It's a four-bedroom, three-bathroom. comes with a trailer on a trailer pad. This place is awesome. You can ATV. Uh, it's got an in, un, unauthorized in, uh, in-law suite um, that you can use for family, blended family or whatnot. But it's got R40 and R20 installation in this humongous 2,200-square-foot workshop. And this gigantic balcony deck, I mean, that goes right into it. Like, it's so interesting, this place. So, got to see it. What a great price for 10 acres. And honestly, uh, you could probably subdivide that property. The next-door neighbor did and was successful. So, that could be possible as well. And then I have this gorgeous, only one-year-old house. It's a rancher, artisan-style, gorgeous, fully-covered huge deck, vaulted, private, as private can be this property is, and it's adjacent to Bear Mountain Park. You can mountain bike and just trail and ride and just walk, and it's beautiful, gorgeous, five acres, and this is definitely subdividable, and it's 2,150 square feet, and it's got a gigantic workshop on it as well that's roughed in for a bathroom, and this place is, is, it's got a deep well as well, (laughs) no pun intended, (laughs) and that's a great place, and that's on for 2,250,000, love to show that property, oh, private, so hard to find acreage that's really, truly private from like every corner you stand on. And then we have an open house today. I know it's funny. There's still open houses out there. Yes, open house. Um, come safe. Wear your mask. We've got hand sanitizer. We only allow so many people through at a time. But this place where we have an open house today is on a 6,000 lot. It's probably the least expensive property right now in Mission. Uh, it's only 775000 and it's a three-bedroom, one-bathroom. comes with a single detached um, garage with uh, power for an electric vehicle. And then it's got this really cool 
um, building in the back that is really pretty and a full uh, patio wraparound. You could have a barbecue and then it's got an upper area with a shed and a, and a deck. And it's, it's a really nice property. It's cute as a button. It's, it's a small house, but cute as a button. Uh, so that one, yeah, come out from two to four today to see that one. And I have a quote of the week. It's a Thanksgiving quote since it's Thanksgiving weekend. Forever on Thanksgiving, the heart will find the pathway home. And that's by American poet and humorist Wilbur D. Nesbitt. All right. Very cool. I like that one. All right. Well, if people want more information about what you do as a realtor, or maybe they want to go through some of those stats that you were just going through, where can they go? michellecummins.ca. And join us again next week when we will talk real estate in order to unlock your real estate potential on a show where real estate is maximized. Thanks for listening.